Next on BYU Sports Nation, great expectations for Zach Wilson and Mark Pope. But who's our hire? Speaking of QB1, the national love continues for the BYU quarterback. And is it obviously ESPN for BYU football's next TV deal? BYUSN starts now. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your host, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is great to have you. It's Tuesday. It's June 11th, one week from BYU Football Media Day. I am Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is at his monthly CrossFit class, so I'm teamed up with a man who thinks he can out-box jump defensive lineman Zach Daw. Jason Shepard. Yeah, I stay away from the box jumping. It's it's one. Of, it's not going to end well for me. I've never been known for my vert. So uh, jumping yeah, up. Your, your height or your vert. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're watching video of Zach. And this is from April, but it kind of came out yesterday. Look, it, it's basically He's two, a defensive lineman. Yeah, it's two full boxes, and he gets up with ease. Here's my problem with the box jump. They're usually in an area of the gym that's uh, heavily populated. Yes. So it's like if you make a mistake, yeah. everybody's going to see it. That's yeah. why I just don't even go for it. Well, slash someone could record you and, <laughs> and put it out there. By the way, that's because you go to a pub. That's you, a completely different story. People recording themselves at the gym. That's weird. I'm sorry. It's weird. Once upon a time, Spencer and I went to work out together. We've done it like three times and <laughs> it was a long time ago, a few years. And someone took a picture of us. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I've been meaning to tell you. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That, that University of Utah student shouldn't have done that. Here's what's on the show today. Blaine Fowler will join us. We'll talk expectations for Zach Wilson, Mark Pope, the three-point line in college hoops, uh, a best of between the lines. There have been some fun moments recently. We'll uh, revisit those. And the All-American mother, Erica Burke Jarvis. She holds five school records. She's she's a return missionary mom who's an All-American. What can't it's, she do? Like, yeah, she's incredible. She's been on uh, Between the Lines as well, so awesome. But first, today's headlines. Rich Sermillo, Sermonello, the director of college awards of the Maxwell Football Club, named Zach Wilson as one of his breakout quarterback stars for 2019. Washington's Jacob Eason, USC's JT Daniels, also on the list. Of course, BYU plays USC and Washington in September. I think we fully expect him to be a breakout star in college football this year. Absolutely. Mary Lake and Team USA Volleyball lost to Turkey 3 to nothing today in China. Lake handled 34 serves. Team USA plays Poland tomorrow at 4 a.m. Eastern time. The United States lead the competition with 40 points and a record of 13 and 2. Yeah, they're really good. Yes. Uh, they may have said, let's just, we're good on this one. Let's keep going. We're on top. It's so great advance. to see these BYU players with Team USA and having success. Well, Mary's unique in that she's still in school. Yeah. We, we haven't really had this for a while where we've had a, a current athlete go out there and do it. Recent grads, boom. Yeah, Taylor Sander and Ben Patch and Jake Langlois. Awesome. Uh, former BYU shortstop Jackson Clough officially signs with the Washington Nationals for 200000 bucks. That's his bonus. Right. That's some nice That's some lettuce. nice cash. Yes. Clough, uh, Clough was drafted in the sixth round, 183rd overall in the MLB draft. 
Still waiting to be assigned to his minor league team, but uh, as soon as he starts playing, we'll update you with his stats, of course, in the whip. Or maybe the headlines, depending on how good he is. You, you never know. Staying with baseball in AAA baseball, Jacob Hanneman went three for five with two home runs and four RBI in a 13-4 Iowa Cubs win over the Albuquerque Isotopes. You love you some isotopes. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Expectations are exciting and high when hope reigneth. That seems to be the case for quarterback Zach Wilson, who was throwing last night, according to Aleva Hifo's uh, Insta story, by the way. BYU men's basketball coach Mark Pope in year one with a loaded roster and an enthusiastic attitude. So, Jason, do you have higher expectations for Zach Wilson or Mark Pope? This was kind of a difficult one for me because I, the easy answer is both. But ultimately, I went with Zach Wilson and for a couple of different reasons. Number one, Wilson proved to me last year of what he's capable of. And what he's capable of is great things. I, I'm going to go under the assumption that that health is not going to be an issue because as of right we, now... We assume health. That's, yes, that, I, that's a default of this program. We assume Well, health. but we've been given no indication as a reason to be concerned. Everything from all reports, everything that we've heard from Zach, from everybody along the way, everything is progressing as it should. He was so, throwing last night. So I'm that. going under the impression that health is not going to be a problem. Zach's grasp of the offense was proven last year in his play, in his numbers, and the numbers put up by the offense with more weapons at his disposal which I expect there to be I expect even more this season from this team offensively but also from Zach the BYU offense has a potential to be very potent and Zach Wilson is the engine that's going to make that go so for right now I say higher expectations for Zach yeah he's certainly the most important piece of a BYU offense that we think will get better Um, however I'm going to go with Mark Pope Three reasons. One, he has three proven quality players. That goes a long way in basketball, right? In football, you probably need, I don't know, 8 to 12 that you're like, okay, these guys are ballers. We can trust them. Two, very hungry team. Uh, a program worst 19 wins. Granted, that's not terrible, but know. they didn't make the postseason at all. BYU chose not to play in anything less than the NIT. I like the high standard, right? It's like the honor code, I guess. Uh, embarrassing loss to end the season to San Diego in the West Coast Conference quarters, okay? And three, eight seniors, six scholarships, three of which are those top players. The, the enthusiasm and then the quality players means that BYU is going to have a good team. How good is the question? Is, is this an NCAA tournament team? Um, Spencer and I think that this team is going to make the dance. What do you think about that, by the way? Make the dance? Yeah. I, I absolutely think that's possible I, this year. In fact, I expect them to. And if they don't, I'm going to be disappointed given the, the talent there. So with that, I have higher expectations for Mark Pope. Zach Wilson's a sophomore. I think if he were going into his junior year, maybe the, he'd have a little more pressure and expectation on him. There's a lot of unknown, right? Like you said, coming off an injury, started seven games, has played one Power 5 team. He's about to play four. Meanwhile, Mark Pope... Although Utah Valley continued to rise and, and crept into the uh, you know, top 100 there in Ken Palm, we don't exactly know what it's, it's going to be like, this, the systems, how it's going to play out. I think we're all expecting BYU to, because of the nature of the roster, be good right away. 
uh, there are high expectations for both. Expectations are always a funny thing, and and sometimes they can get so out of whack that it's it's ridiculous. But wait, wait, wait. you're saying at BYU, <laughs> I'm just the expectations I'm not saying, are wild. I'm saying we anywhere. won a national championship and had a Heisman Trophy winner and an added national player of the year. I am saying that expectations can get blown out of proportion anywhere. But here's the thing: not really. If expectations are high, it's for a reason. People are excited about something. Sure. If people didn't think that BYU had a good quarterback, you think they'd be excited? No. No, if they didn't think, if they weren't buying into what Mark Pope. They weren't excited going into last year. Well, I'm just saying, if they weren't weren't excited about what Mark Pope was bringing to this program, they wouldn't have high expectations. This is a good thing. People are buying in. They're excited about what they see. I have no problem with having high expectations. Now on to topic number two. We've heard from Athletic Director Tom Homo many times on several occasions over the past months talking about uh, continued discussions between BYU and ESPN, continuing their relationship moving forward. So, Jerem, is a potential extension with ESPN, man, that's obviously a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, in no way would it be a bad thing. It's a great thing, in fact. Um, it's great for TV exposure. What's the default at uh, you know the bar, Applebee's, uh, a lot of people's homes? ESPN, right? It's great to be on ESPN. Is it great to kick off at 1021 Eastern? <laughs> now, we can have a different debate, but that's one of the sacrifices, right? Being on ESPN is fantastic for more reasons than just where the games are shown. It's also in scheduling. It's also in scheduling. We've learned over time, and I don't think we thought this at the beginning, that in going independent, BYU would have great help from ESPN in getting some of the bigger games. It helps Tom Homel put together a schedule. Although, if I want BYU to win a little more, perhaps I don't want that, right? Because you're having too many of those. But you probably want to lean on the side of, of too many than too few if, if you want a great schedule, right? And then bowl agreements. Does BYU even make a bowl if they don't have an agreement in place with the worldwide leader and the owner of the majority of the bowls? For those three reasons, it is a no-duff fit yeah. for BYU with ESPN, and I would be shocked if BYU doesn't re-up with the worldwide leader. Yeah, and, and you said the worldwide leader twice. They're because called they the worldwide leader Self, for a reason. Self-imposed nickname, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I get it. But it works, and <laughs> it's true. Of yeah. course, it's a great thing to be able to have that connection with ESPN. I'm a huge believer in in brands. When it comes to sports, yes, there are other places. There's Fox and, and other places you can get sports. But for me, there is nobody in the sports world that has the cachet. The cachet. Yes, exactly. Or the the pull that, that ESPN does. They When you think sports, you think ESPN. For BYU to have a relationship with them you cannot get better than that. I don't think BYU would have gone independent had there not been a Absolutely. And, I, I think that was a key. There. And it is crucial as an independent for what you mentioned in terms of helping schedule games, in terms of helping with bowl games. That relationship is huge. And so absolutely, if they're able to come to a, an agreement moving forward, it, there, there is no downside to that at all. Yeah, the, the, the only downside, and is it a downside, is that... I wonder how many times BYU says no to ESPN in terms of, hey, Tom, Homo, we've got this great game. I know you, and Tom goes, oh, man, we already have five power fives in 2023 or whatever. It, how many times can you say no before they stop giving you some of those games? So I imagine you've got to say yes the majority of the time, if not every time. So I, I get it. That's, that's a tough place to be in. I get that it's hard to make the perfect schedule and whatnot. But uh, BYU is getting tremendous help there. Like, 
Imagine a, a world in which BYU is with CBS Sports, you know, and, and does that. It's harder to watch the game. I think technology affords you the chance to probably get it easier than, say, I don't know, in the mountain, dark days we talk right. about where, oh, I can't find the game. I think it's bigger than just where the game is. I think it's scheduling. It's bowl agreements. As long as BYU is independent, they need to be with ESPN. If BYU is not independent, it's not as important how, at that point. Slash, you can't control it. It's what the conference tells you the TV deal How is. many people going through their TV are just going to randomly stop at CBS Sports? Right. You're going to go to ESPN. Or, or FS1. Or FS1. Right. You have to go there for They're something. They're all catching up. Most people sure. go to ESPN because it's ESPN. Having a relationship with ESPN is phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Jim Rowe. <laughs> Topic three. Last night, Kevin Durant gave it a go in game five of the NBA Finals. He sat out 32 days with a calf injury. He injured his Achilles early in the second quarter last night. Mm. The Warriors won in spite of the injury and forced a game six. If Durant's healthy, it certainly would have changed the dynamic of the series, and perhaps the Warriors would become, and they still have a chance to do so, become the first team ever to come back down 3-1 besides the Cavs against the Warriors, so second team ever. What's your biggest BYU sports what-if injury? Look, the one that I immediately went to was back in 2014 with Taysom Hill. If you remember, that's the season BYU started the year 4-0. You had wins at UConn. You had the win at Texas in Austin. Ah! In in my opinion, Taysom, I was there. I saw it. It was awesome. The humidity was horrible, but the game was awesome. That, That was Taysom's moment. That was his signature moment, in my opinion, yeah. the, the, the leap. That's the, the number one moment. Yep. Uh, then you had versus Houston versus Virginia. So you're 4-0. and oh. At that time, heading into the Utah State game, you're ranked 18th and 19th, depending on the poll you were paying attention to. Then he gets hurt. He's done. As an independent, that was BYU's chance to be the team from outside the P5 that makes noise, that gets people talking about them throughout the year. They were being discussed. And, and after Taysom got hurt, BYU – Obviously lost the Utah State game, which they were, by the way, were trailing when he got hurt. Utah State, I believe, was up two touchdowns, at least 10 points, and if not two touchdowns. And then they ended up losing the following three games, ending any hopes of a quote-unquote special season. If Taysom stays healthy and this team continues to make waves, independence probably looks different today. Yes, uh, you finish ranked for sure. Uh, you're going to win 11 or 12 games probably that year because the schedule wasn't hard. It wasn't. BYU played three power fives. Two of them stunk. And uh, that's kind of the model. If you want to be really good, it's not play four power fives in a row. That is a great one. I love that one. Um, the one I'm going with is Luke Staley. Oh, great. In 2001, one. BYU was 11-0. and They were playing at Mississippi State in a rescheduled 9-11 game in December. Luke Staley breaks his left fibula in the game. BYU wins at the buzzer. They're 12-0, and but hope is gone. And a potential invite to the Fiesta Bowl is gone as well. BYU would have been the first BCS buster. Not Utah in 04. It would have been BYU in 01. Oh, how history would have changed. If Luke Staley doesn't break his leg. BYU then goes to Hawaii the next week, and they give up the most points they've ever given up, 72, and lose 72-45. They lose 28-10 in the bowl game. And that season, BYU finishes 12-2, and and it's a forgotten season because of that injury. That's a big one. That's a big one. Another one that comes to mind is Gifford Nielsen. In 77, BYU starts, I think, 4-0, goes to Oregon State. Uh, Nielsen's throwing for like 2,000 yards a game, it felt like. Um, He's going to be in the Heisman hunt. Sports Illustrated sends a writer to do a national story on Gifford Nielsen, and he gets hurt, and it's the beginning of Mark Wilson, who throws 
uh, seven touchdown passes his first start, and then six interceptions the next one. But we just talked about the touchdowns. <laughs> Those were some huge injuries that really cost BYU some uh, some special seasons. So uh, here's the thing, though: uh, the Warriors still have a great team that could. The Warriors still have could three, come back three Hall and, of Famers on yeah. their roster. <laughs> that, that yeah. They're still very good. They're Toronto very good. may have uh, lost a big opportunity last night. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Now we'll it's see. an exciting series again. Our question of the day. Do you have higher expectations next season for Zach Wilson or Mark Pope? Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Twigger Stone on Twitter. Weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Pope. He has a lot of talent back and added to it. I love his enthusiasm, and I think it will help the team. This team has great potential. For Zach, I am still not sure how he will come back from surgery, so that uh, tempers my expectations a bit. I can understand that. I can certainly understand it. And the schedule is just very different than what he faced. Uh, Tanner Mangum faced the harder part of the schedule, and then Zach Wilson had Boise State and Utah, certainly, uh, and played really well in those games. It's a play here or there, right, to, to win both of those. But uh, it's going to be different, and it's coming off of injury. I think we expect Zach to be good, but we're still all like a little hesitant to say, okay, it's all going to be great because of injury and schedule. So we'll see. Coming up, between the lines goes best of. A look back on some of the best moments. And will Blaine Fowler harmonize to the countdown? We'll find out. This is BYU Sports Nation. There he is, my workout buddy. What's that poster? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us one week from today, Tuesday, June 18th, for the BYU Football Media Day. BYU TV and BYU Radio will have complete coverage featuring State of the Program, a look at BYU's impact on college football as the game celebrates its 150-year plus a two-hour BYU Sports Nation next Tuesday. Excited for that. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you miss the show live, you can always download the podcast, watch on BYUSN.com. Let's welcome in Blaine Fowler. Blaine, it's been a few minutes. Welcome back to BYUSN, man. Well, summertime, you know. but When the living's easy. It is exactly right. But it's time, <laughs> it's time to start getting ready. I'm playing a lot of pickup with Gavin Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, he tells He's me. a good player. No, and Gavin says, you know who's sneaky good? Jerem. Sneaky. Like he says he's sneaky good. He, I'm like, I'm like, chucker, I'm like what, is, what is the definition of it. sneaky good? He's, he's like, like, look like I'd be good. No, he's like, if you were going to pick out a lineup, you go, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that That's guy. Fair. He just looks too nice. And he mm, says, but he's just fair. a stone cold killer on the floor. He's like, Jerem's sneaky good. Yeah, it's prison rules. He was bragging. Yep, I'm I'm not kidding. He was. I love playing with Gavin. He's great. He's great. And now he's a uh, he's a grad assistant. Yeah, those those guys are busy in football camps. They're doing high school camp this week. Nice. Then they have a coaching retreat to start getting ready for the season. So they're they're it's on for them. It's it's a few weeks of camps, but they've they've got a big prep weekend this weekend where the whole staff goes away and starts prepping for what they're going to do this fall. It's it's on for them, and it's you know it's on for us to start getting ready for it. We were talking a lot about Zach Wilson for obvious reasons. Um, are expectations too high for Zach Wilson right now? Are we expecting too much of a guy that started seven games last year and is coming off shoulder surgery? Well, Jeremy just brought up a good point. Uh, Tanner Mangum played the the gauntlet at the beginning of the season last year, and then Zach played against competition. There was some good competition in there, um, but this will be different. These will be different kinds of defenses that he's going to face. Um, I feel like 
BYU managed him really well by doing that. And, and I think he's now prepared to be able to play against defenses where the coverage is going to be tighter, the windows are going to be smaller. The one thing he has is tremendous confidence and quick decision-making, which is the difference between being a good player and being a great player at that position in college football. And so I think he'll have success. But, but to me, success for him is how does the team do? And my expectations are if they get to eight wins with this schedule, then they've taken a big step forward, right? I don't know if that's the, the feeling of the general fan base out there. Because, like, can we win ten games because we got Zach back this, like, this year? Probably not. So, so I, don't think I, I don't think I'm putting a lot of pressure on him. I think I have realistic expectations. If he plays well and they have a top 15 defense, which I believe they can this year, um, then they can go win eight games. And eight games is, is really good with this schedule. If they win more than that, then that's a big surprise to yeah. me, and they've overachieved. So I think he can live up to my expectations. I expect him to still make some mistakes. But you want to know what? Give him a do-over on a couple of those close losses, and he's going to make better decisions than he made last year. Everything he did, every play he played in last year was a learning experience, and I think he's better for it, and he's a real quick study. You talk to Aaron Roderick and those guys in that quarterback room, and they say, you coach him up once, and he's got it. And so that, that's a good sign, but he's still young. He's yeah, still young. and he had the second half of his freshman season. Now he goes into uh, his sophomore year. And certainly the concern that Jason uh, brought up is valid, right? Coming off of shoulder surgery, that's, that's always a little scary, right? And he, he said it was minor surgery. Is there any minor surgery, or is it all major, right? Um, and then you're playing four power fives to start. But the way that he played against Utah and BYU, it seemed, to, it seemed that BYU pulled off the pedal, and that's been acknowledged as much, was, oh, if BYU didn't pull off the pedal and didn't have a couple key injuries, they probably win that game, and then the rhetoric's different. Yeah, and, and it's, there's something that makes a big difference when you have him on film to teach in the offseason to talk about. It's different when I'm watching, when I'm a freshman, I'm watching Jim McMahon on film. Well, I'm learning from that, but I don't know that I could ever do the things that Jim McMahon was doing. So they're saying, hey, now watch Jim here. See what he did here. Now you don't want to do this. This is what you want to do. Well, that's really easy to say, right? Because I don't do what Jim McMahon does. Well, now with Zach in the offseason, they can say, look what you did right here. And this is, you need to go through a different progression here. You need to get the ball out quicker. He learns by watching himself now. You, you can grow a lot more by watching yourself on film. They have a better understanding now as a coaching staff, too. What are his strengths? What is he good at? And, and what does he struggle with? Now you can fashion the play calling to take advantage of his strengths. So, so there's two benefits to having him play, and that is his ability to learn quicker and make leaps at a much faster pace in terms of his progression and their ability to tailor the offense exactly for him with all those games on film now. How, did, how did Jim receive that criticism in the, in the room? <laughs> was, sometimes, like one time, um, we were in a meeting and we were playing somebody. I'm not going to say who they were because I don't want to degrade an opponent ever. But so um, it was New Mexico. Five minutes into film and the light came on in the room and Jim said, "Seriously, do we have to sit in here and watch this crap?" <laughs> and coaches are like, uh, and he goes, "If they if they run this, we'll we'll throw seven touchdowns. I mean, this is a waste of time." Please tell me it was you. And, and, the, and the coaches, no, it wasn't you. And the coaches go, the coaches go, everybody else good? Jim, you good? We yeah, were good. End of meeting. <laughs> When you're Jim McMahon, you only can do Jim that. McMahon. After you have 76 NCAA records, can you do that as a senior? Okay, describe to me who's in that room again, because there's it's like an all-time group. So you, Jim, Steve, like Steve. your freshman yeah, year, yeah, Steve Young, Jim McMahon, me, 81. Jim Kimball, Eric Chris Marzik, Robbie Bosco, um, and then and then the coaches in that room are uh, Norm Chow, Ted Tolner, um, you know, 
Two. Was Mike Holmgren in there? No, Mike came, the, ne- Mike came the next year. That's um, unbelievable. Yeah. So, and so, so Jim graduates, but in 82. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you, you would be amazed by the time Jim was a senior, like Ted and, and Norm and those guys would be like, well, you know, at a timeout critical time of the game, Jim would come over and say, hey, this, we need to run this. And they go, okay. <laughs> hey, that's, if, if, he's, if he's good with it, then let's run that. Yeah, and I appreciate you leaving out the expletive that was probably included. Yeah, in it was, yeah. but, but it, it was really fun to be in the room <laughs> with him. But there's only so much you can learn about yourself from watching Jim McMahon do it because he's just a freak um, in terms of his skill set, his ability to throw, his arm strength, his mobility, all of that. You know, I've said that Zach reminds me just the way he plays. And I'm not saying he has the same skill set as Jim McMahon and, do, and nobody tweet out that I'm crazy comparing him to Jim McMahon. Jim's one of the greatest, Vanquish I think, the, the best college quarterback that. that's ever played. But when I watch their skill set, quick decision making as a young guy. You know, that quick release, the, the ability to get the ball out, the ability to get velocity on it. Even when he had a bad shoulder last year, velocity when he's on the run. Um, his mobility, in a sense, on the field, they remind me a lot of the way Jim moved as a young quarterback. And so I'm saying he reminds me of some of the skill set. Now, he's got a long ways to go, and, and Jim worked like a crazy man and took the game seriously and was brilliant um, in terms of football sense. Uh, but but I think that that needs to be where Zach Wilson sets his target. That's who he should try to be like. If he can be like Jim McMahon, man, BYU's in great shape for the next couple of years. I am really excited to see the next step for this BYU offense. And certainly, you know, Zach Wilson is the guy that's, that is, you know, is the guy driving the car. It's going to be based off of what he does to really start things off. Where do you feel like this team is prepared to take its biggest step offensively this year versus last year? It completely changed a few weeks ago or a month or so ago because I felt like the biggest step was going to be on the offensive line, which I still think is going to be a huge step because now all those young guys that have been playing for a couple of years, they're, they're men now in there with experience. BYU is going to be an elite offensive line. We don't use that word lightly on this show. Yeah, be right? careful. And, and there's some guys that haven't <laughs> played that, word. <laughs> that, that are phenomenal talents, like, like LaChance, who looks like a young John Tate. Again, I'm not saying he he's going to be as good as Jason the other day. So I'm at the gym yesterday. He's cr- like he, – He's like, if you took a picture all by himself, you would think he's a strong safety the way he's built. But he's like 6'7 and 310 pounds, right? (laughs) So, I mean, Herring, like guys that haven't played a bunch up there, plus the guys that have played, Brady Christensen and and Empey, they're loaded for the first time in a long time up front. Not just good with the starters, but they are deep, they're physical, they're nasty. They'll be really good up front this year. And that's when BYU's good. So if you got a sophomore quarterback, that's what you want up front. But where we took a light year step forward just recently was with these recent signees, grad transfer signees at running back. I was very concerned about the depth at running back, and that concern has been alleviated for me. And so I think that run game is going to take a big, big step forward, especially in the red zone, or we call the blue zone. The blue zone, yes. You get teams that can't run it down there unless you're unbelievable with a spread offense don't score touchdowns they settle for field goals teams that can run it score touchdowns i think BYU will be a team that can run it when they get in the red zone this year they'll knock people off the ball and have running backs that will get low pad level and finish runs and get first downs and and score we'll know right away because utah is the first opponent and and, and utah's d-line crazy hit it countdown to the utes Yeah, that was good, Mike. Yeah, Very I nice. Just, I don't have an IFB, so I had a Yeah, that was you. not bad for not but hearing it. With a half a second delay. <laughs> that was good. That was good. 79 days. Uh, Dustin Reichert, a notable 79. He caught a 
Speaking of, uh, Speaking Chris- of. Christensen, a tackle-eligible touchdown against Louisville in the right. 2001 Liberty Bowl. So, okay, thanks a lot, Blaine. Appreciate it, man. Good to be with you guys. Looking tan. Uh, more tan than everybody oh, we else can, here. Are we gonna sh- we've got to show that picture, don't we? We do? Let's do it. You brought in a picture. You brought yeah. in a picture. We, we teased it, so we've got to show this. P- people ask me all the time, who's the most talented basketball? Let's see if we can. There we go. No, no. Um, somebody dropped this off for me to drop off to you. Yeah. To see if you want to have it in Sweet. the offices or in the studio. But Fred Roberts, Greg Kite, Danny Ainge, Devin Durant, all together. Devin Durant played with this group before he left on his mission. He played the last season he played before his mission was the 1980 season. So played all four of these guys. Big time. Three of the guys, long NBA careers. Devin with a limited NBA career, but four NBA bona fide guys on the same team. We haven't had that since. Yeah, yeah that's, that is a that's incredible. Awesome picture. So much great hair in that. <laughs> yes. Speaking of great hair, thank you, Blaine. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> coming up, Erica Berg Jarvis. All she does is set records. A very impressive stat of the day coming up as we talk with Erica. And a new but old between the lines. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. That picture we just showed, they played together in 79-80. That's Danny Ainge's junior year, the year before the Elite Eight year. And huh. that's, that's what, it's 30 to 40 years of NBA experience combined right there? Yeah, there's a reason BYU went to the Elite <laughs> Eight in a 48-team tournament. That's unbelievable. But fantastic. Welcome back. Let's check out today's headlines. Team Fredette will host the Salt Lake Regional of the Basketball Tournament. July 25th through the 27th in the Maverick Center in West Valley, Utah. Team Fredette features Dave Rose as the head coach. He's back. He's he's back. He's back. Jimmer Fredette will be an assistant coach. We'll see how that goes. Just shoot it from deep, he'll say. And Tyler Haas is the lone cougar on the squad at the moment. Looking forward to that. Rich Sermonello, the director of college awards of the Maxwell Football Club, named Zach Wilson as one of his breakout quarterback stars for 2019. Washington's Jacob Eason and USC's JT Daniels also on that list. And obviously BYU faces both USC and Washington this year. Eason was the freshman quarterback at Georgia, lost his job, transferred back to Seattle where he's from, and now he's the guy taking over for Jake Browning. 6'6 guy, NFL prospect. It's going to be interesting. And is related to Corby Eason. He is not. <laughs> Probably not. Mary Lake and Team USA Volleyball lost to Turkey 3-0 today in China. Lake handled 34 serves. Team USA plays Poland tomorrow at 4 a.m. Eastern time. I know you'll be waking up to watch. <laughs> the United States leads the competition with 40 points and a 13-2 record. Former BYU shortstop Jackson Clough officially signed with the Washington Nationals for a reported $200,000. Clough is drafted in the sixth round of the Major League Baseball draft. That's pick number 183. Clough is still waiting to be assigned to a minor league club. I wish that our next conversation was, what would you do with $200,000 today? What would you do? Uh, but do it's it. not. Uh, I would pay tithing first. From Mark Pope rapping to Jeff Judkins vlogging, <laughs> BTL's brought us some gems. Uh, today we look back at some of the best episodes of the past six months. Let's go Between the Lines, presented by Tim Daly Ford. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Hi, I'm Mark Pope. Hi, Greg Rebell and Spencer Linton. Fourth and 19. What team does Jimmer Fredette currently play for? He plays for the Sharks, or Shanghai Sharks, and he's Jimo Dashen. Yeah. Because I make my kids call me Blaino Dashen. It's uncomfortable. No need to say anymore, yeah. Where are you from? Georgia. Where in Georgia? It's called Alpharetta. Alpharetta. I love Alfredo. (laughs) 
I'm gonna get a scholarship to King's College. I probably shouldn't brag, but Dad got amazed and astonished. It's been a long time since anybody wanted to watch me shoot, actually. I played for the Indiana Pacers till Larry Bird fired me. Then I played for the Milwaukee Bucks till George Carl fired me. Then I played for the New York Knicks till Don Chaney fired me. And I played for the Denver Nuggets till George Carl fired me again. George, I'll never forgive you. Kaylin, you have five championship rings, four with softball, and now one with basketball. Oh. Um, we both know who's going to win. <laughs> Ooh. I love the confidence. Jack, you forgot to do it. You forgot to turn on your light bulb. Oh, S -S okay. Who's playing he there? He's talking there. trash. Yes. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we have a champion. We have a brand new champion, Mayhem in March. Good. This was the darkest day in BYU football history. It, it was horrible. Did they really just do that? I'm, I was pretty excited. Everyone knows me. Johnny Rugby, gonna show who I am. Negative three yards was the end result. Angry, sad, crying, laughing, not laughing. Yeah, yeah, I'd do it over and over and over again. I got on Sports Center top 10, but not top 10, but top 10. <laughs> it's Juddy time. <laughs> well, people are clamoring for your head coach here, Juddy, to start his own vlog. Juddy, do you know what a vlog is? Nope. I've never seen one of their vlogs, nothing. <laughs> My job is so enjoyable to be able to come here and, and be able to do this fun vlogging. Who gets <laughs> to do that? You know what? Show the gym if you want. Okay, here's the gym. <laughs> nice, yeah. There you go. This is the office. You can see the office. Which BOU player holds the record for most consecutive games with a three-pointer? And what is the record? Oh, my good grief. Okay. Nick Emery, 23. Nick Emery, 32. Oh. 32? Nick Emery with... Oh, I had the numbers revert! <laughs> I'm wrong. It was Gary Russell Trost. Larson and Gary Trost. It was Russell. Oh, oh. Russell Larson! <laughs> that one felt good. You're doing really well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? So we are from BYU TV. We are testing people's geography. You guys know which territory was discovered by Christopher Columbus in 1493? And Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. All right. It's Puerto Rico. Which territory is the busiest cruise ship's port? Um, I don't know. It's Cuba. Oh. <laughs> I'm just That's kidding. It's Puerto Rico. Oh, <laughs> I am gonna test your geography. Do you know where I'm from? Brazil, right? Sure. Same time, same channel, next week. See you later. Take care. Bye. Oh, BTL. Oh, there have been some great moments, man. That was fantastic. That, there was some that was some funny moments. It's Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I just love seeing Jet. Jetty just makes me smile. Yes. He's he's, he's so great. He's Grandpa Jetty. Like he's just fun. Loose. He's great. Continue to follow uh, BTL Tuesdays, typically, here on uh, BYUSN. Of course, they're on Twitter. Uh, you can go on YouTube and watch old episodes if you want, so that's awesome. In case you missed it, uh, we've been covering track and field a lot, and they deserve it. They've been absolutely uh, they they were fantastic at nationals. Of all the things that are going to live on from that, <laughs> maybe this wasn't what we thought it would be or what they thought it would be, but it's Isaac Wood, the director of operations, uh, screaming in excitement at BYU taking 134 in the 10K in the men's. And uh, 
for showing it and you're hearing it again. It went viral yesterday. Sports Illustrated tweeted about it. Barstool Sports. Uh, let's run.com, which I didn't know existed until yesterday. Let's not run.com. Probably doesn't exist. But Isaac Wood. Here's the best. So I went, I went to lunch with Isaac yesterday. And he was getting texts while we were having lunch. I was texting him later in the day, like, dude. <laughs> well, he was getting texts about all these places that this was popping up. And he was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. My life is over. Secretly, he loves this. Oh, of course. He loves this attention. Listen to how excited he is. How could you not love this? This is great. Yeah, so good. And uh, when Barstool Sports is tweeting about something related to BYU track and field, that's when you know it's, uh, it's in the news. So, uh that's that's pretty awesome. That was I love it. You, we we you need play. to we need to have him do that around campus. <laughs> Just For random mundane tasks. Someone recycles. Yes, and he reacts. <laughs> yeah. Done. I like it. Coming up, Jacob <laughs> Hanneman goes deep twice. More on that in the Cougar Whip Around. Isaac Wood reacts to that. Plus, Erica Burke Jarvis <laughs> on being a return missionary, a mom, and an all-American runner. She's in studio for the first time. This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Don't miss our two-hour BYU Sports Nation coming up next Tuesday. It is BYU Football Media Day. Join us from 12 to 2 Eastern Time on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. One of our favorite days of the year coming up one week from today. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jeremy Jason here. Uh, our next guest is a uh, five-time record holder in BYU track and field, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Erica Burke Jarvis has five school records in the last 123 days. It's not like she's done it over four years. It was the last 123 days in the steeplechase, outdoor 5,000, indoor 3,000, indoor mile, and the distance medley relay or DMR. She's now in studio. Erica, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. You know you make the rest of us look really, really bad. That's your accomplishments in the last 123 days. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, what have I done in the last uh, 123 days? I've done uh, nothing compared not, to this. Not that. Uh, and congratulations specifically on taking uh, a fifth in the steeplechase uh, last week. Congratulations. All-American again. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what were nationals like for you in Austin? We heard it was pretty muggy. Uh, but a uh, pretty good time for the team. Oh, yeah, the team did so good. Clayton Young was so inspiring, winning the 10K, and it was just an awesome week for the team. It what was about, hot. It was super hot. It was very hot. How did that affect you in the race and your prep? Um, I, I didn't feel it in the race because you just get in that race mentality, but it was hot. How how do you handle winning? Is it is it more... Um, that it's done, you can kind of relax? Is it elation? Like, how, what's, what's that feeling like right after you win an event? Uh, it's just a, an exciting moment when you win, I'd say. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't win. I don't know. What do you mean? But, I mean, just like when you're, when you're done and you have this accomplishment behind you, like what's, what's that moment like when, when you know, you're going through these, you're setting records, things like that that we're, we've been talking about? What, what's that like? Um, I think it's just like probably a moment of shock just because like you didn't realize that you could do something and then you do it this big accomplishment so it's just like really surprising when did you realize okay maybe i can set records <laughs> um or did you ever yeah probably just the start with the dmr when i didn't even know we were going for a record and then we got this record and so that was just the start of it it was exciting 
and you you get to put your name up. Uh, it's like a formal uh, process, right? You guys gather around, you clap, mm-hmm. someone gets on the ladder, right? So you've done this uh, five times. Uh, is there <laughs> one that sticks out uh, among the five? Um, trying to think. Probably, probably just getting um, the mile. I a couple of years ago, that's the only one I trained for is the indoor mile, and I just never thought I could run under four thirty-five. So that was really exciting. So it's, you 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 grew up in Hoytsville, Utah. Mm-hmm. So now we actually had to look up where Hoytsville was. It's past Park City, so it's up that direction. What what was it like to grow up in Hoytsville, Utah? What is it? What is there to do in Hoytsville? Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of like people, <laughs> I don't know what people do. I just, <laughs> what did you do growing up? Well, I mean, I run a ton, so I ran You can a run lot. in Hoytsville? Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. It's a country. It's like just open space. Um, we went swimming a lot. There's Echo Lake and I don't know. It's just a, it's just like a small town country. Just a no pressure, relax, yeah. great place to grow up, I assume. Yes. Are you the greatest athlete from Hoytsville, Utah, ever? <laughs> no. <laughs> was there someone else? I just, I feel like there was a football player. There was a football player. Okay, so you're <laughs> number two Kevin. on the best athletes Sadie from Hoytsville. Sadie Sargent is also from Hoytsville. Okay. She's okay. on the track team. Okay. 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 So does she, she have five school records? I was going to say, does this She's a play? freshman, though. Oh, okay, so she could have five yes. school records. Or six. But as of today, yeah. you're the best, yeah. is what we're saying then. Can we at least go there? I feel like a football player went pro, but I don't know. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to do this we'll, research. We'll to, we'll we're going to have people do some he did, research. He didn't on hold Scott five school records. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. He did not. Um, he, you've had a, uh, an interesting and very, um, you know, interesting path getting to this point. So you went on a mission to Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. What was that like? He went, to, where'd you go? Columbus? Cleveland. So oh, really? Cleveland yes. as well. Probably so a you lot basically earlier tried than she to did. reactivate <laughs> some people that Jason taught, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was how was Cleveland on your mission? Uh, I loved it. Um we served around Kirtland. Um That's cool. Yeah, so it was just a it was an awesome experience. I'm really glad I went. And then you get married and you have a kid, Jack, year and a half old, mm-hmm. and you still are able to break these records. Just going to school would be hard enough, let alone <laughs> being a runner. So how did you balance this journey of okay, I've got to get my body back in shape? And, uh, oh, by the way, I'm going to have a kid and get my body back in shape, right? <laughs> this is, uh, what's this road been like for you? Um, I mean, it's just been a process. Coach Taylor just made me an easy step-by-step plan of how to come back after having a child. And I think that for runners, having a baby, it, it honestly makes you better. How does it make you better? Because most people wouldn't say, yeah, this is going to make me better. It'd, it'd be a challenge, right? Uh-huh. But you say it makes you better. Why so? Uh, it just gives you a different kind of perspective and confidence, and I just I'm probably older and stronger. Speaking of, Let's bring in Jack, the, the little Jack. one. We're gonna yeah. bring yeah, he's Let's gonna make his television debut we've today. Ne- we've never done this. We're almost six years old. We, I don't think we've ever brought someone else's kid up here. Hi, Jack, buddy. you doing okay? I heard you crying out in the hallway. Are you okay, buddy? Oh, hi, Jack. <laughs> he can. Can you yeah. do high fives? Do you know how to do high fives? Hey, you do. You do high fives. Can you give him a high five. Well, yeah. Jack, good job. See, now he's smiling. Now he's good. Those little, those little baby tears coming out. I know those all too well. All is well. He's back with Mama now. See, now Jack's watching this on YouTube years later and going, why was I so it's obsessed like, with the microphone? Why didn't I say something? What? <laughs> can you wave? Can you wave, buddy? He's got a little basketball. Hey, Mama. I wish I had a little baton, Erica. We can figure that out. But yeah. Well, congratulations on a tremendous career. 
Um, it's been a path that's been certainly unique, and uh, you've overcome some things that I don't think everybody could. So congratulations on being uh, the the, the uh, second greatest athlete from Hoytsville, Utah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we're also going to have, uh, yes. since you have your son, I won't ask you to right now, but we'll have you sign our, our Sailor Krug flag as well. And let's give you the karma yes. for your senior year. We look forward to at least one more school okay. record. So that'll be awesome. Erica Burke Jarvis of track and field. Awesome. Coming up, which P5 team listed BYU as a must-win game for 2019? Is Jack Jarvis committed for the year 2038? We'll discuss. And did someone (laughs) leak video of Zach Wilson throwing or what? Probably since I brought it up. This is BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler, Erica Burke Jarvis, and Jack Jarvis. Absolutely. The show on demand via podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Jimmer! Team Fredette will host the Salt Lake Regional of the basketball tournament. Team Fredette will feature Dave Rose as the head coach, Jimmer Fredette He's as back. an assistant, and Tyler Haas has joined the team and will play this year. Football! Zach Wilson is projected as one of the breakout QBs in 2019, according to Rich Serminiello, the college awards from the Maxwell Football Club. Wilson joins Cougar opponent quarterbacks Jacob Eason of Washington and USC's JT Daniels on the list. AZ Sports Nashville listed Tennessee's three must-win games, and BYU comes in first among those three teams. Tennessee, by the way, hosting BYU in Week 2. Volleyball. Who knew uh, Arizona sports? I was going to say, that's a little odd. It's like the Orlando Sentinel. They became the home of BYU football a while back. Remember that? (laughs) I do. Mary Lake and Team USA Volleyball lost to Turkey 3-0 today in China. Lake handled 34 serves. Team USA plays Poland tomorrow, 4 a.m. Eastern time. Wake up and watch that. The United States leads the competition with 40 points and a 13-2 record. Cougars in the minors. It's called DVR. Former BYU shortstop Jackson Clough officially signed with the Washington Nationals. Clough was drafted in the sixth round by Washington, 183rd pick overall in the MLB draft. Still waiting to find out where Clough will be assigned. In AAA, Jacob Hanneman went three for five with two home runs and four RBIs in a 13-4 Iowa Cubs win over the Albuquerque Isotopes. Jacob Brugman went one for four with an RBI with an RBI double and a 3-1 Tacoma Rainiers win over the Nashville Sounds. Rainiers are my AAA team. Brendan Lund went 2-5 for five with a run, scored in a 9-7 Salt Lake Bees win over the Round Rock Express. The Bees are my AAA The team. buzz used to be. Right? Yes, exactly. In the goals. And the Stingers. Yeah, the Stingers, exactly. In single A, Daniel Schneeman went 2-3 for three with two runs scored in a 10-4 Lake County Captains win over the Lansing Lugnuts. Love it. And in Class A, Colton Schaefer went one for foe with a homer, two RBS. As the Fayetteville Woodpeckers beat Myrtle Beach. That's your Class A team, man. Soccer. It's time for our World Cup date. BYU Sports Nation secondary team, the Netherlands, yeah. beat New Zealand this morning. Of oh. course they did. 1-0. Jill Ruard. Scored the winning goal in the 92nd minute. It took so long. I know. Our primary team, that would be Team USA, plays Thailand today. I'm uh, guessing 7-0 Team USA. Why not go 8? Because that's just crazy. (laughs) Okay, so the Netherlands gets it done. Very nice. That was an easy one over New Zealand. Let's be honest. Come on. Okay, uh, our rise and shout-outs. First, mine goes to Zach Wilson. We talked to him uh, about a month ago. Sorry, three weeks ago. And he said the following... Um, I'm hoping within the next month or so I'm feeling pretty normal and then, you know, having a good 
two and a half to three months before the season starts just to you know, get back into the rhythm of things and build those connections with my receivers and just get fluid and comfortable. Well, last night, Aleva Hifo on his private Instagram account uh, put out video of Zach Wilson throwing him a pass. He looked to be, I don't know, 20, 30 yards away, whatever. He's throwing. I saw Zach throw with my own eyes a while back as well. And, uh, yeah, he's throwing. He's getting better, and that's great because great news. He's, uh, he's the hope of Israel, right? He's the hope of uh, QBU here, BYU, uh, that he'll be good. Jaron Hall needs to be good. And that's great news because uh, if Zach Wilson is good, I think it's going to be a great year. Yeah, my rise and shout-out goes to Jackson Clough, who, as we've mentioned a couple of times during the, uh, the show today, signed his first pro contract signing nice. with the Washington Nationals. And uh, for those uh, watching on BYU TV, you can see the, uh, the jersey. He's got his, uh, his red Washington Nationals jersey hanging in a locker with his name. He's going to wear number six. Nice. I'm so happy for Jackson. Uh, great, great guy. And put in so much work. Just home one year from his mission. And to be a sixth-round draft pick after getting Incredible. home one year ago – Unbelievable. I'm so happy for him and his family. I like his story as a return missionary doing that. And then Erica Burke Jarvis yeah. set school records, and she's a mom and says it makes her better. Like, yeah, these, these aren't things that will prevent you from being a professional. They're things that could help you uh, develop, right? And, and to certain outside entities, they're an advantage. Although they don't understand the logistics. <laughs> to of... every outside entity, they're an advantage. <sighs> if it's that big of an advantage, go ahead and do it. Question of the day. Do you have higher expectations next season for Zach Wilson or Mark Pope? At Derek Cott underscore Mike on Twitter. Both are high but tempered. I'm still questioning if Zach's shoulder will be ready in time for Utah, but optimistic about him having a full year as a starter. Coach Pope, NCAA tournament or bust? There's pressure on hoops to get to the tourney. For football, it's like, oh, if they win eight games, I think we'll say, hey, that was a really good season. Without question. Uh, at, uh, let's see, Soy Seabass on Instagram. Expectations come from experience. Pope has more, therefore Pope. Okay, interesting. Well, Zach will have great experience in the first four. Yes, we know that. Will. Yes, he will. But our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years, is this April Chessman Christick on Facebook. I have higher expectations for Zach Wilson. He gave us just a taste of what he's capable of last year, and now I'm salivating for more. That's kind of what I was like. We saw it was an appetizer, yes. not an entree. Hopefully, time for the right? main dish to Utah. <laughs> the conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and the Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. Lose the, just call it Facebook. <laughs> Sorry to Dennis Pitta, no time. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Grover Garvin. Yeah. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here for another. BYU Sports Nation. Isaac Wood, what do you think?